Hey guys, welcome back to Talk 30. Today, Lauren and I chat about being a bridesmaid. Um, There's so much involved with being a bridesmaid. It's definitely an overwhelming amount of stress, but also so much fun. Um, We're here to help you with a few tips on how to be the best bridesmaid for the bride-to-be and definitely how to have fun along with it. So let's get to it. Let's Talk 30. Hey, Lauren, it's good to be back after one month or so, like maybe more more than a month that we haven't recorded. Yeah, because it was right before Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot's happened. Yeah, lots has happened. So give us the rundown because number one, you said you were going to go on a date and Uh yeah. So tell us a little bit about your dating stories (laughs) because I know you have them. Holidays were great. Um, yeah, no, I got back on Hinge. My very casual dating situation that I was in turned into nothing that ended over the holidays. So I got back on Hinge, and um, I'm always amazed, and I don't know why, how quickly you get ghosted on Hinge. Like how yeah. many people you start talking to, and then you're just gone just the norm now. Yeah. It's very, very comfortable for people to now just, yeah. Yeah. Delete you and no longer respond. No, yeah. yeah, Not even delete, just stop responding. So that was the thing I was talking to, I'd matched with a few people we were talking and then it was either like a pen pal situation. I was like, all right, like let's meet up or call it quits and didn't want to meet up or, um, literally we're just ghosts and go away. But I matched with one guy, we were chatting. He was great. Um, we had a lot in common. I thought his pictures were really cute, good conversation, good banter. And so we decided to meet for drinks at Ferg's in St. Pete, um, to watch one of the playoff games. So we were texting every day that week. And then Saturday morning, he messaged me and said, Hey, be careful driving. People are crazy on the bridge because of the weather. Cause it had been like raining off and on. Right. I was like, like, that was really nice. So I said, okay, sounds good. And then he messaged me a couple hours later and said, hey, let me know when you're heading this way so I know when to leave my house. And I said, okay. Um, And I messaged him. And we we did not exchange phone numbers during this time. We were only messaging through the app, which now I'm thinking was a red flag. But... There have been people where I haven't gotten their number until we met and they, it was like, okay, I do like this person. Here's my number. Let's hang out again. Yeah. So I'm kind of, I have mixed feelings about this, but anyway, so I drove 30 minutes to St. Pete after doing my hair and my makeup and could not find parking because Ferg just packed, whatever. So I paid $10 to park, walk into the bar. And according to his profile, his name is Nicholas. Six foot six, yeah, 32, mixed. And I'm like, okay, I'm clearly going to see this person in the bar. Yeah. Do a loop, don't see anybody. And it's a little crowded and there was an empty high top. So I grabbed the high top and opened the app to message him to say, I'm at the high top by the corner of the outside bar. Let me know when you get here. And he had unmatched me and deleted me from Hinge. I can't believe what a like asshole move that is. I 
like but you said that you were unsure if he actually was a real like that guy or not right well once I looked back at things but I was standing and I was like no let me like x out of the app and reopen it I was like there's no way there's no way we just messaged this morning twice like no right like what what person would actually do that to you so then I opened it well nope sure shit (laughs) he unmatched me I can't believe you did that and deleted me and I feel like I have pretty thick skin, um, but I I could feel, I was like, you know what, fuck this. I'm going to stay here. I'm going to have a drink. I'm going to, like, meet people, whatever. I'm not going to let this ruin my day. No, I definitely let it ruin my day. <laughs> as what am I? <laughs> I feel like I was, like, trying to be, oh, just, I'm going to walk up to the bar and get a beer, but I could feel the tears coming. And I think that's what it was, is this was clearly calculated. Yeah. And just so mean. Mm-hmm. And one of my friends said, because I said, I'm like, he either saw me and left or just never showed up at all. And the way I went into the bar and stuff, like, there's no way he would have seen me and been able to leave without me noticing. Right. There's, I don't know. And you would have seen him, like you said. Yeah. Yeah. So then I, as we women do, start running through every detail in my head, overanalyzing the shit out of everything. But... I remember when we first started talking, and this is going to sound so shallow, but I was like, man, his grammar sucks. <laughs> like, he misspells everything. He leaves words out. Like, almost like it was talk to text, but we're not texting. Like, this is, you can't talk to text on Hinge. So, but I was like, <laughs> spelling has nothing to do with IQ. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> He's really hot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then I was starting to think about his pictures and there were two where he looked similar. And then there were two where I was like, these are older pictures. Like, mm, I don't know. So then of course I'm thinking back in my head, I'm just looking at it. And my friend said to me, she's like, I, you definitely got catfish. Like this guy gets off on it. The second you told him that you were on your way, he unmatched you. But I never looked at my phone again because I was driving. Yeah. So I didn't think anything of it. What an asshole. You know, that show Catfish, though. Yeah. People do get off on that. Exactly. Yes, they yeah. do. Yep. So anyone out there, if you are on Hinge, his name is Nicholas. He supposedly lives in St. Pete. Works for IT at Raymond James Financial. I freaking Google, like, super stocked LinkedIn, Raymond James Financial, their entire IT department in Tampa. You got to go to uh, LinkedIn yeah. all the time. He did yeah. not exist. So even if he does work there, get a fucking LinkedIn idiot. Um, go, this guy can go fuck mm-hmm. himself. Yeah. So, okay. We talked about this already, but not on the podcast, but outside of this, that you definitely should have gotten his number or exchanged it. That is a big red flag when the guy doesn't like at least ask for a number or something, because it is a pain in the butt. Like I remember, you know, messaging through the app. It was mm-hmm. almost like, this is too weird. Because, like, you're also, let's say you're grocery shopping and you're opening up your Hinge profile to just text somebody back. <laughs> you're like, here I am. And somebody's behind you like, oh, look at them. They're on Hinge. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I feel like, and also, again, LinkedIn profile. Mm-hmm. I stalk them on Instagram, the Facebooks, all the things. Yeah. So, shame yeah. on me. Literally mm-hmm. couldn't find them anywhere. I was shocked by this. I was like, I cannot believe you didn't do your due diligence. I know, because normally I'm very, I'm a very good Girl Scout, and I do I my, <laughs> my background checks, all the, I think it was, yeah. honestly, I think it was 
I haven't been on a first date in over a year. It's been probably like a year and a half, close to two years. Um, so I was excited. Mm-hmm. I was excited because the conversation had been good. I was excited because I just, I, I like Ferg's. The football game was going to be on. Like, I just thought it was going to be a fun date. I wasn't really in my head about it. Yeah. Whereas I think when I was dating, you know, a year and a half ago, I was in my head, way too in my head. That was it. the guy that threw the beer can. That was like one oh of the last. Oh, God. <laughs> wonder what he's doing oh so (laughs) i actually i have not told you this yet so one of the guys that they keep you know hinge does um this is who we think you're most compatible with Mm -hmm. and they keep pushing this guy who i dated when i first joined hinge a couple years ago who great guy funny as shit we would literally just get high and watch Jumanji oh my God, I and know hook this, up. This guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It was great. And then he was the one who ended it, and he was phenomenal about it. He was like, hey, I think you're great. I need to be honest. I met somebody else that I have a better yeah. connection with. And I was like, no problem. Like, good luck. It was very nice fun. of him. Yeah, yeah, perfect. Nine months later, he reaches out to me. <laughs> He's like, hey, got a new bong. You should come check it out. Oh, my God. And I was like, like, actually, I will. <laughs> well, I was like, oh, I'm kind of dating someone. Yeah. And he was like, oh, good for you. I hope it works out. If it doesn't, you have my number. You, you probably should circle back with this guy. <laughs> well, I'm like, so I really just want to get high and watch Jumanji and bang every weekend, which doesn't sound terrible right now. But um, yeah. or it's like, like, you know, letting him open the door to actually ask you on a proper, like, nice yeah, date. Yeah, I think that door shut when we started doing what we were doing. <laughs> like, I just, I feel like you can't really come back from <laughs> certain situations. <laughs> you are not that girl that he's like, well, you know what? She's my go-to hang. I'm going to smoke a little pot, watch a little Jumanji, play a little bit of games. Yeah. yeah. So. You're that cool chick. Yeah. But, um. Oh, man. Yeah, that was my, my first date back on the app, my New Year's resolution to go on a date didn't exactly come to fruition at that point, but I tried. Well, okay, you've had a, a success story recently, though. And we're not sure. Yeah, we're not sure, but it it it, uh, it was a way better. The guy showed up, and he was- I had a phone number. <laughs> he had a LinkedIn. He has an Instagram and a Facebook. He's a real human. Pass a background check. <laughs> he showed up to the date. Yeah, went to a lightning game. We had fun. Watched football on Sunday. So we'll we'll see if there's a third. Yeah, yeah. We won't get too into it. We don't want to jinx it. But yeah. Um. Okay. What about and, you? Yeah. Now you know. Oh, we had Gasparilla this past weekend. Uh, whoever is not in Tampa, Gasparilla is the holiday of all holidays for Tampa. I didn't think I'd celebrate it at 33 this hard. <laughs> It's the second largest parade in the country after the rose after the rose parade. Is it really? Yeah. Wow. I mean, it is it is one of the best days of the year down here. If anybody wants to come visit Tampa, you know, have friends down here, whatnot, Gasparilla is the time to come. Um, now, my friends usually do a big party every year. My friends that usually are on Bayshore, they mm-hmm. throw a huge thing. I mean, they've gotten DJs, but everybody is having kids now. So the kids parade is a cool thing because they do the kids parade the weekend before the big Gasparilla yeah. um, parade. And so they all did a little bit of celebration, but Frankie had friends in town. So we really decided to take them out for a good time. And we ended up going to a friend of a friend's party. I mean, it was a, it was a fucking blast. I was like feeling like I was 22. 
I mean, they were playing beer pong, we were taking tequila shots. It was it was so fun. Um, we walked to the parade, which I was like, I'm not doing, but we did. I look in my backpack. I had two. Everything you said you weren't gonna do, you did. <laughs> I I crawl. I put my hand in my backpack. I was like, Frank, what are the chances I have extra white claws in here? Pull out two extra white claws, and I was like carrying them like fucking like medals. <laughs> Olympics. Yeah, I was like, let's do it. So me and him chugged the white claw on the street and then we went to a bar and we had a blast. Um, I definitely paid for it the Sunday. Yeah. I, I mean, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I really hope though, um, and I was telling my my really close friend Meg that I hope that when the kids are getting older, we can revisit these parties again. Like somebody have a huge like blowout gasparilla. The kids can like now do their own thing. Put them all in a little ball pit. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Know. Not a crate, but that, oh my God, not a crate. A, um... <laughs> Put them in a crate. Put a them play, in boxes. A playpen. <laughs> have Nana and Papa come hang out. I don't know. Put them in some, yeah. Like, I mean, I do hope, yeah, we can all like resurface it. Like, I don't know, because there's everybody of all ages that yeah. celebrates it. It's, you I know, would no love rules. to throw one, but I am nowhere near the parade. So, I mean, either was, well, actually, no, that person was near the parade because you came for a little bit. I did. I, I was not prepared for what I walked into at 10.40 a.m. I was like, I felt like I walked into a Vegas nightclub at three in the morning. Fog machines, laser lights, like crazy people <laughs> dancing on the dance floor. The amount of people that were already completely obliterated. I was like, oh man, I don't know that I'll ever catch up. Yeah, I didn't think I would either, but I did. But you did. <laughs> there got to a point where I was having a heart to heart with every single human, and I was like, yeah, I've reached it. There's one person that was there that I would love to know if they made it out of the house alive. <laughs> They fell. They were dancing when we got there. A oh, very large man. Yes, I know. I saw him serve himself drinks. And I was like, why don't you just drink straight from the handle? Um, I'm My back is towards the living room. And I feel the floor shake. So I turn around. And he is on flat on his back. Fell. <laughs> Music's still going. All of a sudden, he just starts fist pumping from the ground. Oh, my God. <laughs> You did say that because we were talking. You were like, "This fucking guy, how is he still like alive?" And I look over, and he literally looks like he was not even existing in life anymore. He was like in another world, but there. Um, I do have a recommendation for Gasparilla. If you don't feel like you can go hard like that, I only stayed at your party for a small bit. Yeah. So I ended up going out that night. I posted up at the JW um, Hotel Bar, which is. Great location because it's kind of where the parade route ends. And then there was also a lightning game that night. And it's near the arena. Which is crazy that there was a lightning game. Yeah. yeah. So a couple girlfriends and I, we got a couch spot. And we just people watched. And the amount of just drunk pirates coming in and out of the hotel. The conversations that we were hearing. I mean, costumes people were wearing. We got a good buzz and it was very entertaining and it was like a good yeah. low key. That's know. awesome. It's just, you know, it's there, another way to do Gasparilla. There's no better day than to people watch than Gasparilla. Yeah. thousand percent. Yeah. It really is. And it, it, it truly is. Last thing to say on Gasparilla is it's really like a holiday for people to the point where the night before Gasparilla, people are truly truly excited like yeah. they cannot wait it's like christmas yeah. yeah their costumes are laid out their beads are ready to go yeah like i when i first moved here 
yeah, we planned, like we had a game plan ready to go for that day. Oh, it's a blast. So my good friend came down to visit me two years ago and I thought that was going to be the best Gasparilla I've ever experienced. We got like a um, 10 tickets. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, yeah, me and her, uh, we really, really went after it. And so Frank and his friend, Chris, ended up leaving us uh, to go to the bathroom or whatever. And we were already done. We were like ready to go and two sheets of the wind. And a friend comes back with his friend and he sees us in the distance taking like shot skis, you know, the shot. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, this was also right before COVID. It's as gross to think about. They were taking shots out of like that shot ski thing mm-hmm. where people were also doing it. They weren't mm-hmm. cleaning them. Yeah. We took about three of those fireball shots when we were already not like in existence anymore. Yeah. And uh, he was like, yeah, you too. Not a good thing. So we, they had to carry us home essentially. Yeah. I thought that was going to be the last Gasparilla. <laughs> And I ended up redeeming myself this time, but I didn't have to be carried home. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. That's progress. Progress. Yeah. Yeah. So I, uh, <laughs> I am convinced that I started COVID at my first Gasparilla. Yeah. My old college roommate came down and we had gotten her a skull shaped beer funnel when we were in college. And we were like, Sarah, you got to come to Gasparilla, bring Scully. Yeah. And so there's four of us girls walking up and down Bayshore with a skull beer funnel that like you funnel out of the spine that comes down from the skull, which is perfect for yeah. the pirate theme. We were letting people funnel from it if they would give us alcohol. <laughs> so there were probably like 600 mouths on that beer funnel, including ours, mixed in between. Yeah. Yeah. COVID. COVID. No, which wasn't like, you know. Didn't start in China. Didn't give a shampoo. Didn't give a shampoo. Gosh, the things like the the way it's changed your life. Oh man, uh, then we won't we won't talk about COVID, but the way it has changed your life. I will tell you, I will not be taking Shostrovsky again. All right, so today's episode is going to be about being a bridesmaid, right, and weddings and stuff. Yeah. Um, because we've been a bridesmaid a number of times. Um, Always a bridesmaid. Yeah, never, never a bride. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Okay, I want to ask you a question. What type of bridesmaid are you? Have you? Do you feel like you are? I am, and I think my friends would agree, I am the one that is kind of quiet, but just makes sure that, like, everything is happening the way it's supposed to and making sure that no one freaks the bride out or gets too wasted or if they... I feel like I'm, like, the mama bear of the bridesmaids. Like, yeah. I just make sure that... Everything's happening the way it's supposed to. Things are being done that they need to be done. The bride is good. Um, I was recently in a wedding. I was not the maid of honor, but I planned the bachelorette. I helped with a lot of the coordination and stuff. So I'm very organized and I'm very calm under pressure. Yeah. So I think that's good in situations where there's multiple females that are in high emotion. (laughs) I can totally see you as the one making sure everybody, everything's going to run smoothly. Nobody bother the bride. Yeah. Got her. Yeah. Yeah. I totally see that. So, yeah. yeah. What about you? Yeah. I thought about this today. Um, Definitely a combination of like laid back party animal 
and then emotional. Oh, I party at the reception for sure. I just <laughs> leading up, make sure that she gets out there and, and it's smooth and then it's yeah. game over. I can see you as like a bridesmaid and you're not a maid of honor, but you take on maid of honor duties because you have that like very calming presence, yeah. you know, where you can just step in as like, I got this, girls. Yeah. The maid of honor could be freaking out. You're like, I got this. Yeah. I'm stepping in. Yeah. I can see you as that. I was not a bridesmaid. So a friend of mine, but this situation just made me think of why I said that. She was getting married and her whole family was supposed to be coming in from up north, like Boston, New York area. Uh, the wedding was in, I think, th two days, three days. And we were at her house all meeting to kind of get final details together and I was late and I walk into the house and I can tell like she's crying. One of our other friends is trying to console her. Some of the guys are, you know, very just rambunctious and whatnot. And the one of the nor'eastern storms was coming through. And so none of she was like, oh, my God, and my family's going to be able to come. My, my dad's not going to get here. My grandma's not going to get here. My aunt and uncle can't come. like yeah. just hysterical. And one of my friends said to me afterwards, she said, Lauren, you didn't skip a beat. You did not flinch. Your voice, like tone didn't change. You just kind of walked over and put your hand on her and said, listen, we're going to figure this out yeah. one step at a time. And like, and it ended up working out. Family came in, mm -hmm. everything was fine. But I just, I feel like I'm very good about easing tension and keeping things yeah. calm. I can 100% see that. But I will yeah. rage at your reception. <laughs> Bottom out that open bar. Yes. Really getting crazy. Yes. Oh, it's interesting. I think like there's an old traditional way of thinking of bridesmaids where bridesmaids are supposed to actually be doing a lot of things leading up to the wedding, which would include like helping with flowers, all that, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Where I every wedding I've been in, I've never had to do any of that. Like I've always helped with the bridal party and the bachelorette stuff. But that's really it like my friends never had me or us all do like well I think it, it depends on on your wedding uh I have a friend in Seattle who she was a bridesmaid and the way the bride chose to do the wedding it was local and my friend just went down to Pike's Market that morning and bought whatever flowers she thought looked good and then set them up when she got to the wedding venue it was a small venue yeah but I loved that you know, Kat, who we've had on the show, she's an absolutely amazing, just party organizer, planner, attention to detail. And when I was going to get married, the plan was to buy the greenery and flowers from a warehouse and she was going to come set it all up for me. Yeah. Also a great way to save money if you have someone that can do that. Yeah. Let's, let's dive into the money part, right? Because I think... You know, we we've talked about it a little bit off, but, you know, spending only as much as you can afford is really important. But do you kind of want to talk through your experiences in terms of like, you know, managing your wedding budget, being in a wedding party? Well, I think being in a money for from a bridesmaid's perspective, I think in our 30s we have a very different opinion or at least I do yeah yeah of a bridal party versus when I was in my 20s it's a lot of money it's a lot of money to ask someone to pay mm -hmm. um 
for most of the time, a dress you're never going to wear again, as much as they say, well, you can shorten it or, you know, whatever, like, no. Yeah, you'll wear it again is mostly false. Yeah. <laughs> but then you put in hair, you put in makeup, you want to get your nails done, like all these things. And, and sometimes the bride pays for those things, which is wonderful. Yeah. I remember when I had just graduated grad school, a friend was getting married. She wanted me to be a bridesmaid. And I flat out told her, I said, I can't afford to be a bridesmaid and come to the wedding. Like I support you, but, and I would love to come, but I can't be a bridesmaid. Uh, she was able and chose to pay for all the things for me to do that, which was very sweet. But um, I know I've talked to you about this. I just, I don't, I was not going to have a wedding party. Um, for me, I was fortunate to be engaged to someone who we both agreed, like our vision of a wedding was the same, where it was truly about us. You know, we were paying for it, so we didn't have our parents' opinions. Mm -hmm. It was about us. And so we didn't want to have anyone else standing up there with us. Like, it was just us. But I was still going to invite my girlfriends to go on a trip before and, post up at a hotel and say, hey, I'm getting ready room 213. If you want to come by in the morning, come by and have some champagne with me. Yeah, um, I like that idea a lot. And I think, too, you're excited and you you want your friends there, but mm -hmm. understanding your friend's financial situations, because it is a mm -hmm. lot of pressure. Like, no one wants to tell someone, I can't be in your wedding or I don't yeah. have the money. Like, no one wants to say that. Mm -hmm. So I think just... Be aware. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's honestly one of those things too. Yeah, you you certainly need to be aware of what you can, you know, manage. Um, like I honestly, I've been to invited to two weddings to my friends I studied abroad with. Um, their weddings and their bachelorettes, and they were friends of mine that I've stayed really, you know, close with after college. Well, I studied abroad my junior year, so probably for like the next ten years, but. You know, obviously we went in our different directions. We were living in different states. Mm -hmm. So instead of going to the wedding and bachelor, I went, decided to go just to the bachelorettes because it was more intimate and more fun. I got to yeah. talk to them more and, you know, spend my time with them versus a wedding where I probably was not going right. to talk to them much. You know, I wasn't in their wedding parties either. So you have to kind of like pick and choose and what makes sense for you because sometimes things like if there's a wedding and that's a destination wedding and then there's a bachelorette is really, really far away too. You know, the bride will typically understand if you can't go to the bachelorette, they're going to be like, all right, no, mm -hmm. I get it. Well, hopefully they do. Um, I've had to say no to one before yeah. that I was in the wedding. I had to say no to the bachelorette. And also this is a really kind of funky time in my life. Um, and I had to, yes, yeah, say no. And my friends were fucking awesome. They were like, we're coming and they paid for me. I did. Hey. And I did pay them back because I felt so bad. Oh. I paid them back a few months later, but, um, I just remember being like so thankful for that, but you yeah. know, they didn't have to do that. And, um, but I did have to be realistic with myself. Like right now I can't pay for this. I have this shit going on. So yeah. But I think that's two things that you said are really important if you're the bride, it's about what you want. So do what you want. Yeah. If you want a bridal party of 12 people, which I was a bridesmaid in a bridal party of 12 people. <laughs> I think there was 12. Then go for it. If you just want one friend up there, if you want no one up there, you know, I don't have a sister um, who I was engaged to didn't have sisters and wasn't very close with their brothers. So for us, there was no 
none of that option because I do have a friend who she had her sister and then the groom had his brother. Right. But it's what you want to do. But don't take it personally or be upset if one of your friends says that they aren't able to do that for you. Yeah. Yeah. If, and I, I'm sure it's easier said than done. But to your point, like, hopefully you're if you're asking someone to be in your bridal party, you're good enough friends that you understand their situation. Yeah. I think if you get upset because you don't know the situation, they probably should not have been in your wedding party to begin with. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? Like, even when I said no to my one friend, she was just so, I'm obviously so cool about it and helped pay for it, which is wild to me. Right. But, um, she, t- even if hypothetically, if they weren't going to do that for me, they would have com- she would have completely understood yeah because she knew the situation i was in and stuff um but you were right like if somebody if a friend like your friend who's the bride gets mad at you mm-hmm. that's not really yeah that's not really a good person to have in your life honestly <laughs> not. Yeah, like, not. yeah sorry i <laughs> why are you in this party yeah yeah so I do think like also that wedding dresses and stuff yeah you have I've been in wedding parties where the bride has paid for the dresses and also I've like we've rented them Mm -hmm. which is a great option too but yeah I think just know that's something you're probably just gonna have to buckle up and do if you have to pay for it um and no it's just gonna be um (laughs) you're never going to wear it again and you probably won't like it. You're going to build your credit. Actually, I was recently in a wedding and it was such a fun wedding. Um, But I was a bridesmaid and the bride, she's so chill and laid back and she found these dresses. And I I think it's birdie gray is the website. All of their dresses are under a hundred dollars. Oh, that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's great. So she picked the dress. I ordered it. And then Kat was talking about her brother's wedding and she was in the wedding and she was describing her bridesmaid's dress. And I was like, wait, where'd you get it from? And I think it's, she's a birdie gray. And I went into my closet and pulled it out and I said, is it this? She's like, oh my God, it is. I said, well, don't fucking order it. I'll get this dry cleaned and you can wear mine. So she did. Are you kidding? <laughs> no. Oh my God. That's amazing. Was it the same, like, cause there was different, different styles or all the same style? Um, so I guess the style that she was supposed to get was the same one that I had gotten. That is crazy. So wow. <laughs> at the end of the day, we each only spent 50 bucks. That is amazing. Yeah. Uh, bridesmaid's dress. Yeah. Oh my God. Well, it's, that's really funny. I mean, the, I think a lot of people go after the same kind of similar looks, same types of websites. So it doesn't surprise me in a way, but yeah. for it to be the same color mm-hmm. and, you know, style, same that's color, a little bit weird. Because one was originally... So my friend that she was going to get married, I want to say it was April and then COVID. And then she postponed to October. And this was this the original dress she had picked the entire time. Yeah. And it got pushed to October, COVID again. Then it was then following March. And so Kat's brother's wedding was up in uh, upstate New York mm-hmm. a few months later. So I feel like different seasons, different regions of the country but still the same color and dress design that's wild that's wild and what was funny was uh, my friend's wedding I was in last year um I didn't really like my 
my style. I don't know why I picked it. Yada yada, didn't fit right. And her um, sister, who's the maid of honor, actually ordered like three different dresses. Mm-hmm. And she, you know, chose her one for the day. And she's like, I have two others. And I tried on one. And I loved it. And I was like, this is it. And I wore her extra one. Yeah. So I have one that I've worn multiple times. It's a floor length silver kind of sequined. My friend's color scheme was like metallics. Um, and I wore it. A couple of friends have borrowed it for different events. Like it has, oh, wow. it has been worn. That's well, the only, that's that's good. Right. Worn. The very first wedding I was a bridesmaid in, I was in grad, grad school. Yeah. And, uh, I think the girl just asked me cause she needed another bridesmaid. Um, I only knew her because we did our internship together. Like that's weird. I didn't want to offend her. Yeah. So I said, sure. And I ended up wearing this black strapless satin fitted to the waist, poofed out with like nine layers of tulle underneath and then was pin tucked everywhere with a giant yellow sash around the waist what? in July what? in Lake City, Florida. Well, did they have an open bar that dress? Was it no, it was a dry. Bar? It was a dry wedding. Oh, stop! I can't. I knew it. I part, knew it. We're standing. In the, I'm with the other bridesmaids. We're in the back of the church, and they're like, "Do you think so and so is nervous?" And I was like, "I don't know. It's our wedding day. Sure." She's like, "No, I'm like, do you think she's nervous about tonight?" And I was like, "No, like everything's planned. We're all good. We were doing a coordinated dance. I'm like, we all know the dance moves." She's like, "I know, but like later with." husband and I'm like what mm-hmm. she's like you know like she's gonna have sex for the first time and in the back of the church stuff I said she's a fucking virgin I didn't even know like I didn't know that about her I didn't I barely knew her oh wow yeah you had no idea meanwhile I'm, I'm the one with flasks <laughs> strapped to my thighs as I'm walking down the aisle and, and all of a sudden in my head I'm like I'm in over my head. Like these are some real solid Sunday church going folk. And if my flask falls out between my thighs while I walk down the aisle. Oh my God. I really <laughs> wish <laughs> that I really wish. Uh, I mean, wow. I've never been to a dry wedding before. And let me tell you, I do not want to be invited to one. <laughs> do not fucking call me for your dry wedding. I'm out. I sound like, it sounds terrible, but like that is, I told my dad, I've told I told Frankie, uh, you know, my mom, I was like, if it's a small wedding, if it's all that, I, I'm a, I don't care. Open bar, hundred percent, obviously food and music. That's all I care about. Those are the three important things. I mean, I I've been to a bar, um, an open uh, cash bar before, mm-hmm. or I've been to one where it's like beer and wine mm-hmm. and then you pay like, yep. or, you know, buck or whatever. Yeah. But a dry wedding is interesting to me. Like I can't dance on, I can't dance without like a little, like a little drink. Well, come to find out they're, they're very religious. It's like just part of their, yeah, their yeah. upbringing. So it's not like she was out drinking on the weekends and then all of a sudden had to not drink for her wedding. And she they just, just they didn't don't drink. drink. Yeah. Yeah. Which if I we, respect that. Yeah. yeah. But don't it's not what I want to do. <laughs> yeah. That was my, one of my non-negotiables was open bar. Yeah. So I think that's what most people, like that's where a lot of the money, right. Goes like the food, drinks and more you said well the venue and yeah so much other stuff well the, they say the two things so i did a little research before today yeah. so the average cost of a wedding and i did 2019 because that was pre-covid everything changed yeah covid so 2019 the average wedding 
$33,900 in the United States. Wow. Okay. Uh, New Jersey had the most expensive. What is that? It was, uh, well, like the most expensive average. Their average was in the high 50,000s for a wedding. And then Utah was the least expensive, the average being around 19. Florida, we sat at about 31,000. I budgeted 10. (laughs) (laughs) Granted, we were getting married in our backyard. Yeah. It was probably going to be so We were doing a taco bar. Like, we were looking at different things. But they said that the uh, photography and food are the most common items to increase during planning in terms of budgets. Like, you say you're going to spend this much, and then those are the two most common things where the price goes up. Mm -hmm. Because either... You add on videography or you add a different like photo package and then food, you know, you need, there's more people or now you want to, I don't know, there's just different things, but, um, and then 32% of couples pay for their entire wedding with a credit card. Really? I've heard more recently, um, that people are pulling out loans for their wedding. Yeah. Which isn't, well, is insane to me now that I am adult and understand the concept of money. <laughs> I'm sure when I was in my early 20s, I was I I was thinking like, oh, like mom and dad are gonna pay for a wedding, and it's gonna be this and that and this and that. And nope. Yeah, it it, it has obviously changed. I mean, you're you said it earlier. It's like thinking of what you would have done in your 20s versus now. Um, there's part of me like where when the day comes I'm not even like sure I want to do like a wedding I, like and that's crazy to think of because I would have never said that like 23 24 I've been like dreaming of like the big wedding day and everybody yeah. any wedding I was going out to at that age was extravagant like all my friends yeah. like I remember the first wedding I went to was a friend in college um she had this gorgeous wedding and I remember I was like shit I gotta live up to this like you know like I can't wait for this day when it happens for me and here I am now I'm like Wow, what's the cheapest way I can do a wedding? How good <laughs> the least amount of people I can have is still. Yeah, I mean, honestly, though, I've seen some friends do it on a budget, like hardcore. Um, and their weddings have been absolutely gorgeous. We have a friend. You know? She did it in her mom's backyard and had a pizza food truck. And it, know, was, it was so, so boho chic. And it was a blast. And I... And this is where, and I'm not, I don't want to offend everyone, everyone, anyone, but everyone, your wedding is your wedding yeah. and you're going to do what you want. And what you want is what you want. And hopefully you get what you want. To me, it was having my family and closest friends and dancing my face off. That's what I cared about. I, so hence where we had budgeted our money was the bar and the DJ. Food, I don't ever really remember wedding food anyway. Like, right. give me something easy that I can eat while I'm dancing. So that's why we were doing a taco bar. And then we were having pizza delivered at the end of the night to like send people on their way. So, but I'm also a very casual person. Yeah. Whereas I have friends who definitely have done a little more, you know, seated dinners and whatnot and they loved it and they had a wonderful time and that's great because that's what they wanted yeah yeah I mean it's all what you but you can do it you can do it cheap and or not cheap you can do it inexpensively 
and still have a blast. Yeah, I agree. Have to get creative. You, you do have creative have friends. Cre- exactly. You have to have creative friends. I do have a money saving tip. Uh, cake. Okay. Yeah. I'll be honest. In my opinion, nobody eats it. But if you want to do like the cutting of the cake thing, a friend of mine, she got one tier made and then they put it on top of two styrofoam tiers and just put fondant over the styrofoam to match. Yeah. And then they cut the real tier and then took the cake away and they didn't pass cake out. I mean, if you wanted to, you could have like public sheet cake in the back and yeah. pass it out. But Nobody gave a shit because nobody eats the cake anyway. So true. But they got their cake cutting pictures that they wanted. Yeah. And they only paid, like, I don't even know, minimal for this one. And it was a friend who was a baker, which also helped. But she was the one who said, I recommend just get one tier. Yeah. And then we'll cover styrofoam with fondant. And it knocks off hundreds of dollars on your cake. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I would love, like, a cupcake or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I wanted to mention this earlier. I know we were just already talking about it was the dress, um, bridesmaid dress. Mm-hmm. I definitely recommend ordering that pretty early. Like any, like a bride's dress, because I've gotten caught in a really almost unfortunate situation <laughs> where my dress almost didn't come in time, but also another time where when I moved out of my last apartment, I moved everything out. Right. So obviously I'm in my new apartment. It's it's here. Mm -hmm. Left my last apartment here, yada, yada. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I got to get that dress altered. So I'm looking for the dress. Can't find it anywhere. I'm like, shit, I don't know where this dress is. This is weird. Maybe it's upstairs because the Airbnb is upstairs that we were living in for a little bit. And nope, couldn't find it. And I started having a panic attack. I was like, yeah, lost the dress. Cool. So I was like, maybe it's at my last apartment. Like, this is a long shot. So I call, it's at my apartment. The one thing I leave was how do you move everything out and be the bridesmaid's dress? So I left. Was it stuffed somewhere? Was it was it just hanging alone in the middle of the closet? I just picture this like silhouette of a dress all by itself. It was behind the door hanging up in my closet. But it's like so weird because they go in there and they you know, they clean up the place. I mean, the apartment was vacated for like two months, so nobody moved in yet. They God. Otherwise, I mean, I'm sure the new tenant would have been like, I'm like hey, I thought it free dress for me. <laughs> yeah, they might have kept it. If it was my size. Yeah, I don't know. Like, who knows? Yeah, I'm lucky. Oh, I'm so lucky. Otherwise, because by the time I you know, I got the dress and I was like, well, I couldn't order it, reorder it if I didn't find it. It, it wouldn't have gotten in time yeah. it got here in time for me to go to the wedding so i had a i, fr- I freaked out before i knew where the dress was i called my friend dan and i was like all right i might have to reorder this dress can't find it anywhere um it might not get here in time <laughs> so i might not be able be to wedding. wear the wedding dress i mean the bridesmaid dress and she was like Steph, are you serious and all my, this is my friends from high school and they were know me as being the biggest blonde in the entire world mm-hmm. and they're like yeah this would happen to you okay so i call her back like an hour later i was like found it all the apartment <laughs> she's like what the fuck <laughs> you gave me a panic attack i was like yeah imagine my morning so i will recommend first of all if you're moving out of an apartment <laughs> double check everything but also order your bridesmaid dress in time yeah you yeah. want you want time for alteration yes um and don't be that person who orders a size smaller and is like, it's going to be motivation to lose the weight by then. Because if you don't lose the weight by then, 
<laughs> you're gonna look like shit in that dress. It's gonna be a nightmare. It's so much better to just get your size, lose the weight, and get it taken in. Yeah, yeah. Because I do, I have some some friends that have done that, and it has not ended well for the dress or them. Yeah, no, <laughs> for the dress or them. <laughs> I even I so my friend who I was a friend had asked me to be in her wedding after grad school, and I said I I couldn't afford it. But I still wanted to go, and she was very gracious and paid for the dress and everything so I could still be a part of her wedding. And uh, she did not ask me what size I was. She just ordered me a size, and God bless her, she thought I was much smaller than I was. And so the dress came, and to your point, I tried it on. I'm like, oh, my God, no, absolutely not. And I looked to see when I could get another one and not even close to the wedding date. So I was like, fuck. So a friend of mine, I was living in Naples at the time, and she's like, oh, you got to go to my mom's tailor. Like, she did her mom's wedding dress, um, like, years and years ago. She's the, she's the best, this and that. So the, well, I go to the woman. I think she's from Portugal. Barely speaks English. Such a sweet woman. And I put the dress on, and her eyes are just, like, so wide. <laughs> like, I feel like she was thinking, like, there, there's no hope for you. Like, yeah. There's, there's not, like... I said, I'm, I am not eating carbs for the next two months. I am going to be exercising like crazy. Like, I, I don't know what else I can do. Yeah. So she's like, okay, like, don't worry. We'll, we'll fix it. So I get the call that my dress is ready and I come in and try it on. And she looks at me, she goes, don't breathe in the dress. <laughs> it's like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> don't eat. Don't breathe. I was like, and she said it was literally, it was hanging on by one thread down the side so meanwhile I have so much anxiety at the wedding <laughs> that if I sneeze or if I sit wrong my whole dress is just gonna pop. why is it hanging on by one thread though I don't know I think she just made the point that like there was no extra material yeah because normally when you let a dress out it's because there's extra material okay there was no extra material so it was I mean <laughs> just yeah yeah literally hanging by a thread okay yeah so okay. don't so like, was it a success did you make it it was the night? fine I made it to yeah. the night um but yes order early mm -hmm. make sure you look at reviews about sizing yes do not pick a smaller size because you think you're gonna be smaller have the joy of taking your dress in later and don't let your friend order for you without asking what size you need. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then also, too, I think a lot of people forget is, you know, how they pick a color and you can pick the type, mm -hmm. you know, of um, the certain style. Just make sure you're coordinating that with friends and really ahead of time. If you have a style, you're like, this is what I want, you know, do it real early. Otherwise, it can become like a little bit of like, I haven't ran into this, but I've heard of people running into this before conflicts about certain styles that they all, they both certain two yeah. people want. Um, yeah. And be That's awkward as a bride, be conscious of your friends coloring and shapes. Mm -hmm. I feel like when we were in our twenties, we probably didn't give two fucks about what our friends wanted or how they looked. Like it was like, this is about me and I want this dress as a bridesmaid's dress. Yeah. Whereas now I'm like, I want you to feel good and beautiful. Right. If you have a very fair skin tone, I'm not going to make you wear like light peach, yeah. you know, if, I mean, I wouldn't make anyone wear light peach, but yeah, just, 
if you are a curvier person, I'm not going to choose that. I it's I forget what fabric it is. It's so unforgiving. It's not satin, but it's something like that where it's just you see unless like you're literally detail. ninety pounds. Yeah. You see everything. I know what you're talking about too. You just you want yeah. you want your friends. I would hope if they are your friends, you want everyone to feel comfortable and feel good. Yeah, I've been very fortunate. I haven't honestly had really that like like any bad situations on wedding uh, bridesmaid dresses. I mean, I've had ones that I haven't felt comfortable in at all. Like I was like, I don't like this, but the pictures looked amazing. Yeah. Like it's not your taste. Yeah. But I'm, you look good. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I look, yeah, I look all right. You know, but yeah, def- I just think at the end of the day, no complaining, just take it, just do it. You know, you may not love the color. I just really think it's like zip.com and move on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a good point though. Mm-hmm. If you if you don't want to spend the money and if you don't want to be told what to do, do not say yes to being a bridesmaid. Like, right. do not say yes and come in and try to change everything. Just be prepared to spend money mm-hmm. and be prepared to be told what to do. Yeah, exactly. Um, I do want to mention this. There's a girl named Emily Schumann. She was in a wedding party. She was a bridesmaid 30 times. 30 times. Is she who that movie was based off of? No, that, yeah, she was, no, it wasn't based on that movie, but they did mention in the article, like, it's a real thing. Like, somebody was actually in a wedding that many times, not, you know, and three times. I don't have, I have friends. I don't have 30 friends who's, and I feel like I have a good amount of friends. I have a lot of family. I still think all of that combined, there's no way I could ever hit 30 weddings. Yeah, so they talk a little bit about it. I think it was like a combination of her first wedding she was in was a family's. She was like 15. And then from there on, like friends from high school, college. Yeah. I don't know what else she's done in her life, but I, I didn't read the all the rest of it. But she she's like a Manhattan-based communications director. Um, so, so she's social. This makes sense. <laughs> So she, she makes sense. she's a she's very social obviously yeah so I, I you know I looked into the article and to share her words of wisdom and she said you know we <laughs> we've talked about this in nauseam but you'll wear it again no you will not wear a bridesmaid dress again and <laughs> uh, you should always it's a great great thing that we need to talk about you should always bring a date false never bring dates and ne- ever unless it's really a serious relationship Especially if you're a bridesmaid. Yeah, especially if you're a bridesmaid. Um, she said, I brought a date to many, to maybe about five weddings. If you're a bridesmaid, you can't spend a lot of time with them anyway. And when you look back at pictures and you see you brought this one guy you met a month prior, then he's in a, those pictures forever. And now he's married to someone else with kids. It's just <laughs> awkward. <laughs> So I agree. Like, I mean, hundred percent, if you're a wedding guest and you're like just talking to somebody or, you know, you just want to bring somebody to have fun with, cause you don't really know many people in the wedding. Yeah. I'm like, go for it. But if you're in the wedding party, what's the point? Well, so when we had said that we were going to talk about wedding stuff, uh, and one of the things was, you know, wedding dates and do you bring a date? And in my head, I'm thinking when I was getting married, I wasn't giving my friends a plus one unless they, yeah we're in a serious relationship. Right. A lot of people do that. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I've never been for, I don't know if it's fortunate enough. I've never been invited to a wedding where it's all willy nilly of, Hey, I'm inviting 150 people and all of you get a plus one. Like, yeah. So that to me, I was, I was struggling 
with thinking about that because I don't know that I would have ever been given a plus one when the bride and groom know that I don't have a serious relationship. The situation I could think of was uh, I had a friend, a childhood friend who was getting married in Vermont and knew that I would not know anyone at the wedding except for him and his parents. I've never met his wife. I've, I mean, we have seen each other only a handful of times in, in the past several, several years. Yeah. And so he gave me a plus one so that I would, ha if I wanted to come, I would have someone there with me so that I didn't feel so alone and left out, which yeah. I thought was very thoughtful. Um, I like that. Yeah. But funny. yeah, I agree. And I, I wouldn't have brought Joe Schmo. I probably would have brought one of my girlfriends. Yeah, I mean, also, I've been to a couple weddings where I brought a guy friend, I think. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, I mean. James would be my wedding date. Yeah, James, shout out. Yeah. My Libra, my Libra friend. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, it, that's a really risky mood if you're in a wedding party. But again, yeah, if you're seriously dating somebody. Yeah. I mean, they'll, they'll yeah. kind of find their own. Yeah. Yeah. I felt bad for Actually, I was in a wedding um, in this past September, and he couldn't come. Actually, his one of his best friends' bachelorettes was that weekend. Bachelorettes, <laughs> bachelor. bachelor parties was that weekend. So he, you know, obviously was like, "Oh, I got to go to that." And also because I'm not gonna really see you, right? You know, so do your well, thing. I brought I the wedding I was in with the plethora of bridesmaids um, was in Miami, and I brought my ex with me, and basically told him like, "Hey." I will not see you until the reception. Um, the only request I have for you today is go to Sir Pizza, pick up a pizza and stick it in the hotel fridge so that we have it for after the wedding. Yeah. The rest of the day is up to you. Go to the beach. Go, you know, hang out with my mom. Go, like, yeah. I don't know, whatever you want to do, do. And then felt badly because he had met the groom several times, but obviously the groom's in the wedding. But he didn't know anyone else there. And so he had to get to the church by himself. He had to sit by himself through a 100% Spanish full Catholic mass. Oh, wow. <laughs> and then I met him at the reception. So he could have said he didn't want to come. But he loved my friend who was getting married and her yeah. husband. He absolutely adored them. So, But, yeah, I, I think, too, there's scenarios where if you are a bridesmaid, even if you're in a serious relationship, depending on the wedding yeah. and the circumstances – they don't need to come um yeah all the time they, skip, they can just skip the ceremony if they really want you know just yeah hop, yeah hop the reception i mean yes it would be very nice if they go to the ceremony i agree if i was you know i told him he could skip it yeah i said if you want to skip the the wedding the ceremony yeah you can skip it and i said actually most and my friend was telling me this because I was shocked at how many people were at the reception versus how many people were at the church. And she's like, yeah, Hispanic tradition, like culture, unless you're immediate family, most people just go to the reception. Oh, wow. Okay. I was like, oh, so they skip the hard work <laughs> and bring the benefits of the party. My friend um, actually did uh, more of like a very intimate ceremony with her friends and then she had a big reception. Yeah. I actually like that. I like that idea a lot too. Yeah. That was really nice. So. I have a question for you, uh -oh. which I have not asked you. Yeah. So you're getting married. You have a lot of single friends. Are you doing a singles table if you're not letting them bring plus ones? And if you're doing a singles table, do you kind of 
send them all like info about all the other singles so people can either call dibs or see if they're interested or not ahead of time. Yeah, no, absolutely would do that. I like doing that stuff, like kind of being like, hey, this person's single, FYI. Okay, so, all right, let's just say if you were like a single coming to my wedding, I definitely wouldn't have put you on a table with single people probably would put you at the table with all of our good friends we hang out with that are in relationships probably like you know first putting you at a single table because i feel like that that is so that's so awkward actually that's so awkward putting a whole single table together <laughs> See, when so you I'm putting them together with their friends yeah like yeah there there's gonna be maybe other people thrown in there that may also be coming single mm -hmm. so i'll throw them on that table too but you're gonna be with your friends and you're a place where you're comfortable so i'm gonna put you in a comfortable spot that is super awkward no so now i'll tell you how you do it table seven you don't have tables <laughs> that's what i was doing Oh yeah. We were doing a standing ceremony and then, I mean, we were going to have tables in the backyard for when people wanted to sit, but I mean, my whole thing was I want to get married and then dance. Yeah. So there was no seated dinner. There's, but there were tables around if people needed to sit down, if they wanted to eat, chit chat, whatever. That's my friend Caroline did it. Yeah. 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 I like that. And Brittany did that too. But if you have assigned seats, how do you, yeah. I've heard, I mean, I have heard, since I didn't do a seating chart, I don't know, but I have heard that is one of the most painful parts of a wedding. Yeah. Just because there's always drama between someone. There's always someone who can't sit near someone. Like, there's just always these underlying factors where you end up with an odd number or, I don't know, I've, I've heard that the art of the seating chart is extreme. Well, I can't imagine. And also, when I went to a wedding single my friend put me at a wedding with all of the groomsmen <laughs> <laughs> i shit you not <laughs> you know and I, i'll give her this i mean there were some single guys in the groomsmen party and that's why she did it and she gave me a heads up about it she mm -hmm. said this one guy is really hot he's single yada yada did he show me interest? Actually, he did not. <laughs> See, and that's my thing. If yeah. you're if you're gonna tell your friend, hey, mm -hmm. this guy's coming, he's single. As a female, I would rather you not tell me or talk to him first. If he's interested, tell me. Yeah. If he's not interested, don't tell me. Like, yeah. don't be like, hey, this guy's single whatever because he's already turned me down mm -hmm. and I don't even know it and now I'm gonna make an ass of myself yeah right and it's funny now I'm thinking about it because I remember I had a guy friend I was like kind of talking to them but not talking to like we were just like flirting or, or whatnot and I remember my friend who who put me at the groomsmen table she was like listen if you want a plus one I'm gonna give you a plus one like you want to bring somebody mm -hmm. and I was like yeah um and I almost wish I brought him because I was so awkward. Like, I, I wish you? I... <laughs> I ended up having a blast because I knew people. It was like a friend from work. And I was like, I ended up knowing people. And it was really fun. But I do remember being like, damn, and I should have brought, like, my friend, my guy friend. Yeah. You know, or something. But, yeah, I mean, gave me some, I don't know. It's, it's fun to learn and, like. Be able to get some like a little bit of more confidence you know you're like you're in this do it yes yeah. just, just power through this yeah and, um 
Yeah, it was fine. But yeah, I think that is very difficult. I do like the non-sitting arrangements, though. Mm -hmm. I would I would be very supportive. Depending on, on your, your food situation and all that, I think it's it's a very easy way to avoid that whole debacle. But yeah. to each their own. Yeah, yeah. Well, do you have other things that you want to mention well, in terms of this topic? I was going to ask you. <laughs> oh, God. I was trying to think of just, like, different funny wedding stories and, and whatnot. And we talked about, you know, bringing a plus one if you haven't, if you're not in a serious relationship or whatnot. So I was thinking of uh, one of our friend's weddings. And there's a picture. I don't think you were at work at that time yet or like mm -hmm. weren't really I don't know you weren't invited to the wedding so you're not in the picture <laughs> but the rest of us are I I know and, what you're talking about yeah, now yeah, uh -huh. yeah yeah and no one is with the same person that they were with in that photo That's really funny at that wedding yes all five of us I mean the bride and groom are still together but no one else is with the person that they're with at that wedding. And so uh, that friend, they're talking about renewing their vows for their tenure, which I think is yeah. in the next, like, two years. Now that I'm friends with her, though. You will be invited I, I will, to I'm the vow there now, FYI, guys. So but I was like, we, need, we need to retake this, this photo and, like, stand in the same order and just have the new people in place. I know. I can't even. I'm not even going to be in that and photo. The best part I can't. of it. The best part of it is I was on the end, and my person was, I think, all the way on the end. So if I don't have someone, I can just stand at the end with my arm out. Who are you with? I was with uh, Ash's brother. Oh. <laughs> Guys, side story on this. Ashley is her good friend, and Lauren dated her brother. I always forget about that. Did not end well. Did not end well. <laughs> Don't recommend that. Don't recommend it. Yeah. Dating the brother. Do you have any like really? I I it's, I mean my other funny wedding story was the not knowing that the bride was a virgin. Oh um, what about? Okay, this was one thing I did want to ask. Um, either I guess it's twofold. Like, what's the I don't know if the word best is right or most unique thing you've seen at a wedding that you have either taken inspiration from or you're like, oh, I would love to do that. And what's the craziest thing you've seen at a wedding that you're just like, holy shit. Wow, the holy shit one. That's a good one. Um, no, I mean, I just, I, I will say it's a combination of smaller weddings in terms of like I, I'm learning a lot about um, that have been really intimate that I think I like a lot more. Um uh, just over the past few years, I've been seeing it a lot more, and it's just, they're a blast. They're absolutely blessed. You almost think if you have so many people and, you know, you have all the kind of, like, you're trying to talk rules. to everybody and like you don't get to have fun because you're yeah trying to reach 150 people and also like you you think all the detail matters nobody like really cares um so i just think the people the front people like the friends you're with all that stuff um i'm starting to notice bands are bomb i can't really see myself wanting to pay for one but every time i'm at a wedding i'm like damn this is awesome the bands are so great and um but all the, the last number of weddings have been to been to have been a really intimate and i've really big fan yeah but um i will say it's funny like the last wow wedding and i don't know if it's because it's one of the first weddings i went to and i was like maybe 22 23 it was a huge wedding 
I mean, they had a nice luge. They had like so much food. It, it was like one of the most. They had an ice luge. <laughs> yeah, they had like an ice luge. Like, like you took shots off of it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what I remember. <laughs> just Maybe like you weren't supposed to. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we weren't. And it was just so fun because it was all my, a lot of my friends from high school and stuff that, like, we all were really close in high school. And, like, we all got, like, you know, we all still get together in the summers. But, yeah, no, I mean, it was a blast. I, I can't really say there's wow factor that's coming to mind, but I will say bands have really surprised me. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? I agree. My thing about inspiration and all that, which planning on doing anyway but is the whole small wedding yeah my friend's wedding who I was in recently was supposed to be like 160 people and COVID so then it ended up being 60 people and it was so fun because it's those 60 people that are the ones you want to be with anyway yeah right. all the rest I hate to say it, like you're trimming the fat it's just yeah it is what it is so I definitely uh, appreciate a smaller wedding mm-hmm. um the two wow factors. So that same wedding, <laughs> we're all on the dance floor, and all of a sudden her cousin comes out, and we're at a, I think it was a Mar- a Mar- or Hilton. I think it was a Hilton hotel. Yeah, beautiful. Downtown Naples. He comes out with a bottle of Dom, and nice. so we just assume, oh, like he got her a bottle of Dom for her and her husband yeah. to share. So nice. He pops it, pours it, whatever. He's clearly wasted. Then we see him leave and then we see him come back with another one and like pops it at his table. And then we see him leave again. And he, staff, he ordered five, I think it was four or five bottles of Dom. What? And I don't think he even realized, like people were just popping them on the dance floor, passing them around. Like, <laughs> Holy shit. Like the markup. They had to have been at least $600 a bottle. Stop. From the hotel, the markup is already like 200%. So that was one. And then the other wedding was actually my cousin's wedding. Uh, He got married at the Drake Hotel in downtown Chicago. And it was beautiful. Um, But we were all sitting at our our tables waiting for the dinner to start and it was in this huge ballroom they had like a giant jazz band um and the music stopped and they said in true drake tradition it's time for the champagne parade and what i look at uh my ex and i was like i'm sorry a champagne parade (laughs) well first of all i love champagne yeah yeah all of a sudden all the double doors on the one side of the ballroom open at the same time and a sea of white gloved waiters in sync to the music come out do this formation around the dance floor so then they're all in a perfect square they're all holding their bottles on the same side everything's happening to the, to the music and then the music stops and they all pop the bottles at the same exact time and then split to pour amongst the tables oh my god and at the time i was engaged yeah and my uncle looks at me and goes how are you gonna top this <laughs> i was like easy i'm not <laughs> wow that is amazing <clears throat> yeah that um, was a oh shit that a wedding that, that is like an oh shit kind of yeah yeah, yeah. 
Um, I don't have like a lot. You made me think about this because I had a destination wedding in Scotland, which was I that in itself is an oh shit. Yeah, that was an oh shit kind of thing. Um, what a magical wedding that was. It was really nice and it was kind of funny because I just started dating Frank, and I couldn't bring him because he was just only three months, and I was like, this is this is a little bit much, and I already yeah. planned like a whole thing. So I was like, hey, can you watch my dog? And it was so early on, and he was like, yeah, yeah. And I was like, seriously, like the whole time I'm gone, and he was like. Yeah, so got to know Wallace really well. Um, but anyway, I got off topic. I, yeah, this wedding was really magical. And so at every um, table, they had like a different scotch. And so our table was actually a good point to your question before. It was like a mix of people. We were mm-hmm. some of us were single. Like I mean, I was quote unquote single, not really. Yeah. Um, but I was at other. There's like couples and single people at my table, and they were all like our age. And we all were like, well, let's get it. Let's get after the spouse. After all, passing it around. And um, I know I can't drink that stuff. Like, that, that's too heavy. Um, but I was, like, you know, trying to collaborate. Went in Scotland, <laughs> drank scotch. So one of the guys, he's, like, he was, uh, uh, I think he was, like, newly married or just engaged. I don't know. But uh, one of um, the bride's good friends, and he was, like, ripping shots. And some guy comes over the table. He's, like, you know you guys are just supposed to sip that, right? <laughs> So we were like, oh, yeah, we're supposed to do that. We're so classy. We knew that. Yeah. But it was like this castle. And then we were like down by like, I mean, it was amazing. I mean, her wedding was so magical. Yeah. She she doesn't even realize like her. She was on this podcast. Yeah. I remember her story. Yeah. Her. It was inspiring. Her and her, I'd say, Anne and Gretchen. So they met their husbands in the most seriously magical ways mm-hmm. i mean really yeah. like i remember she's better yeah husband on a you know trail in new zealand i don't know it's a hallmark movie it it's is fine. it is a hallmark movie <laughs> i know one of my friends nick like that's a little in- cooler than hallmark i guess it is yeah it is it's a netflix movie. original movie <laughs> it's not like the t- traditional like old school go back to your hometown mm-hmm. and meet the guy who's lived works yeah. on a farm and he's also like a 10 out of 10 yeah <laughs> i can't watch those hallmark movies anymore i can't um but i st- but I still catch myself. <laughs> I still do. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, we have come to a little bit of time. What? what I have it? one gem. Oh, my, no. Yeah. That's what I wanted to ask you. Oh, yeah. I don't have a gem, but I, you have a gem. Yeah. It's okay. not a hidden gem, but it's a gem. Okay. So after I got stood up at first, <laughs> I have a very wonderful friend who lives in St. Pete, and okay. she had me at her house, and we... Went to Lolita's Wine Bar. Okay. In St. Pete. Right. Never been there. Um, highly recommend it for a date night if your guy is into wine or for a girl's night. Mm-hmm. Um, they give you wine to taste while you're waiting for a table, serve you glasses while you're waiting for a table. There's like a little, a few rocking chairs out front or there's a little lounge area. And then all the lighting is very dim. So it's very romantic yeah, or like a good date spot. But I was there with my girlfriend. We had a great time. We just did a cheese board. The cheese board was absolutely phenomenal, but they did have a lot of small bite plates on the menu um, and they looked really good when they were coming out. So uh, hot spot is Lolita's Wine Bar in St. Pete. I love that. I'll check that out. I've not been there yet. Yeah. So it's very good. Okay. Good, good hidden gem. Yeah. I like that you also put a St. Pete one in. Yeah. St. Pete, we don't really talk about St. Pete enough. explore some new areas. Yeah. Meet some new folks. 
<laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we're going to have to get an update on this, maybe this guy next time around. Yeah. I feel like I, uh, I'm back to where I was in season one of your podcast. <laughs> where every episode I'm on, I'll probably have a few shit stories. Well, we're proud of we'll you. See. We're proud of you, Deeding. You <laughs> know, well, we're out. XOXO. Gossip girl. <laughs> <laughs>